On this episode of Post Game Shake, we recap NFL Wild Card Weekend, and we sit down with Arizona Coyotes forward Connor Garland for a much-anticipated interview. Welcome to episode 10 of Post Game Shake. Muzz, how are we? I'm doing great. I am uh, newly employed, so I'm a new man. Yeah, so um, very big news. I don't know if this is going to affect affect the the podcast preparation or anything that goes into it. I really hope it doesn't. No, I think if anything, it'll be good to get on a legitimate schedule. Right now I'm on just like – I'm on Jamie Murray time, island time. Just uh, it'll, it'll be good to have a, a job and stuff to keep me in line. So I promise it won't affect the podcast. So let's, let's hop right into it, the biggest – the biggest news of this podcast is is the interview that's coming your way in about about 10 15 minutes and that is with current NHLer Connor Garland. Muzz was um, gracious enough to ask him and he was even more gracious in coming on and and joining us for it's a little over an hour. It's a really good really good interview and and he kind of went, you know, above and beyond and, and answered a lot of our questions and and I thought it was a great interview. So, yeah, that's a good one. I'm pumped. We're both really excited about it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, so that's that that's coming your way. But um to kick it off, let's just go with the with the the most popular topic of the of the year, and that's the NFL playoffs. And Wildcard Weekend came and gone. It saw uh it saw some close games. It also saw some some bizarre games and of course, you know, a fitting end to a uh to a good weekend of football, obviously with a missed kick that hit the uh the upright and the crossbar. Let's just go ahead and hop right into that game because it's the one most fresh on everyone's minds. Um, you know, give me your, give me your takeaways from, from the bears, the bears losing in a heartbreaker to the Eagles. I mean, it was kind of like what we talked about a little bit where Trubisky didn't really, I mean, they didn't play poorly, but he just didn't really show up in the, in the way that a lot of people thought, um, in the way that we thought we'd see that offense going, but I feel really bad for Cody Parkey. Um, that's just an awful feeling. Obviously it came out that the kick was tipped. Yeah which does change things. Absolutely. But he handled it like a man. Like he, he took those questions at his locker and um, you know, all the power to him. It's a tough position. It's, it's similar to goaltending where a lot of it's mental and you look really bad when you make a mistake. So other than that, I, I mean, we both picked the bears. We both thought it was going to be obvious, um, but Nick Foles strikes again. So we talked about that too. Uh, what, yeah, what of course think? he, Eat my words on the uh, on the quote I said of the easiest game to pick at the weekend is the, <laughs> I forgot is the you Bears. Said that. Of course, it's just it's just it's almost like you know you bet against Nick Foles and you're just going to be wrong. Um, at least that's what's happened the past couple of years. I know he didn't play a, he didn't play a great game by any means, but made it made a play at the end there on fourth down and and was able to give his team a chance to win. And they obviously got got I want to say lucky because they did they, they did block that kick at the end, but. Um, it was yeah, it was kind of a weird game, a very a very defensive struggle type of game, and and I thought both teams made plays at the end, to, you know, to get themselves in position to win. The Eagles obviously scoring that touchdown, um, and then you know Trubisky made a great throw on on um, on that you know potential game winning drive to get him into field goal range, and, and then obviously it didn't it didn't go their way. It was it was um, I don't say it was the most boring game of the weekend because the Colts the Colts Texans game Texans game was pretty pretty um, uneventful, but it, it kind of went the way that I didn't think it was going to go. I thought it was going to be a defensive game, but I thought the bears would be able to kind of do more offense and it kind of, it kind of didn't, didn't go that way. So the Eagles, the Eagles survive another, <laughs> another, um, another playoff, another playoff test. And now they go to go to, to New Orleans, which will be a, uh, the biggest test of them all so far for them. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be tough. 
But again, like you were saying, the Bears D was awesome, and uh, Nick Foles brought him, got him through the the Bears D. So who knows? Who knows what those guys are going to do? Yeah, anything can happen. So let's um, we'll move move quickly through the rest of the games. Um, just kind of going backwards. Closest one to my heart, obviously, was the um, the Ravens falling to the Chargers, twenty three seventeen. I'll give you I'll give you the first the first track of this one, and then I'll kind of I'll kind of give my my takeaways. Yeah, it was fun to we watched the game together. So it's uh, it was an off week for the Patriots, but it was in a sense uh, we had an exciting game to watch just watching you watch the game. So I don't know. It was uh, we the whole Lamar Jackson thing is a weird situation. He looks okay at times. He looks really good. The kid can run like, you know, like a running back or an elite wide receiver. But he just – sometimes he throws the ball and you're like, there's no way this guy should be quarterbacking an NFL team. And then there was a lot of talk for Joe Flacco. We were saying it. Uh, and then he kind of shut the haters up and brought the guys back into the game. And obviously we were hoping for a little bit more of an exciting ending. But um, I don't know, as a, as a diehard Ravens fan, what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can go. I think I think one the Chargers only had 250 yards of total offense, and if you were to tell me that before the game started, to be like, oh, they win by you know 10 or two touchdowns. I thought they their their defense did their job, especially um, inheriting a couple of short fields and and holding them to to, uh, to some field goals. They forced a couple of turnovers. I think there there are two things that I want to take away. One, their best player Justin Tucker missed a kick, albeit a 50 yarder. But if he made that kick, they would have had the ball at midfield with 30 seconds left down by three. And that game's way different than having to get a touchdown with no, with no timeout. So that's just like one thing that's kind of like, you know, you're kind of kicking yourself that he didn't make that kick. The second thing is that a lot of people were saying the Ravens were a bad matchup for the chargers. And as it turns out, the chargers are probably the worst matchup for the Ravens because of their defense is probably the, the best behind um, the Ravens and probably, you know, right on par with the Colts. But I mean, they're not, they're way better than the Chiefs defense, and they're way better than the Patriots defense. And their run defense, they played 58 of their 59 snaps on defense with seven defensive backs, yeah, which, is unheard, which is unheard of. But Wild. you got you got to give them credit for game planning against Lamar Jackson. And obviously, obviously, it worked in those those you know their safety Derwin James, who's an absolute stud, can play basically middle linebacker, which makes that a possibility to to go into. Now, not every team has the luxury of doing that. So I, I'm hats off to the Chargers for for coming up with a game plan that stopped the. Ravens run game and and that basically kind of did it because once they're behind the chains they're not a team that can throw the ball in third and seven and get a bunch of conversions and they're also not a team that can come back and win when down by a couple touchdowns so I mean the Ravens played a really bad game and still made it close at the end but I think the Chargers kind of need to need to play better honestly if they're going to get get through uh get through New England next weekend so um that's a that's all I have for that. Yeah, and I even I talked about before the game. I was thinking of officially changing my my guess to the Chargers for that game. I pick, but uh, that would be kind of cheating, and I didn't really have the guts to do it. So it, it ended up being a good game. Obviously, heartbreaker for you, but um, I don't know. Bright future if they if they can get Lamar Jackson to you know teach him how to throw. I guess. Yeah, I think I think he's a he's a hard worker. At least I hope he is. That's what I've what I've heard from. Other other media outlets, so I hope I hope he you know takes this off season and, and learns from it, and, and you know gets gets to be a better thrower, and hopefully hopefully that's the case, and their offense becomes even better. So, yeah. so we'll see a bright bright future. I mean, obviously it looks like Joe Flacco is is done as a Raven, which is is it's a bit sad. Uh, I'm not going to be upset to to not have to hear everybody asking me if he's elite or not uh, elite or not anymore. But um, you know he gave he gave a, a really good 11 years. 
hey, he won a Super Bowl MVP, and, and not a lot of teams can say they won the Super Bowl the past 11 years. So I have nothing but, but good things to say. And, and a biggest, the biggest character um, move of, of them all is how he handled his whole getting benched and you know, rooting for Lamar Jackson. There's even He came out after the game and said, you guys shouldn't be booing this guy. Like, it's just absolutely disrespectful and all, all, this, all, all this kind of stuff. So um, you know, he, was, he was sided with him the entire time, so a little, a little soap, um, soapbox for, for Joe Flacco because I think he, he deserves it at the, at the very least. So Yeah, respect for him. Uh, what do you think about the, the Indy Houston game? That was, that was the first um, game of the uh, weekend and never was really that close, never felt close. I was confident uh, with the pick. That was probably the most the most confident I was with any of my picks, and I ended up being I ended up being right on that um, at the at the very least because I was I was one for three on my picks this weekend, which is pretty, pretty pathetic. But um, one hand three, you were one for four. One, well, yes, sorry, one. Just want to make yeah, yeah. Just make clar- sure. clar- clarification there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I think the Colts were just a better and a better team in general. I think they kind of proved that. Um, the game could have been way, way worse than 21-7, which, which again, goes to show you the same thing with the Chargers. I think the Colts need to be able to close the game. If they get a lead on the Chiefs, they need to be able to close the game out because the Chiefs have a much better offense than the Texans. I, I thought it was – I honestly thought it was a pretty boring game, probably the most boring of the, of the, th- of the four, um, and I think the better team won. Yeah, I don't really uh, – there are a lot of people that think Indy's going to go into Kansas and I just don't see that happening. Obviously, Andrew Luck's been really good. But, dude, they had 21 points at, like, the beginning of the second quarter and then just – it's like their offense, the wheels just fell off. And I know you're playing a little differently when you're up three scores and you're just trying to time manage and you're not trying to make – you're trying not to make mistakes. I get that. But at the same time, you, you want to put the game away when you can. And like you were saying, and when you're playing against Kansas City, like, they can score three touchdowns in five minutes, it feels like. Yeah. So, I don't, they're going to have to throw everything at them and – uh, Andrew Luck's going to be going to have to be at his best. Uh, not a good ending of the season for Deshaun. Didn't really have much time to throw, like which has been his story all year. So you can't really blame too much on him. But yeah, the Texans, as dominant as they were in the middle of the year, they just uh, it just didn't look like it was going to be their year uh, when yeah. it came time for the playoffs, and it, it wasn't obviously. They ran to a buzzsaw, which which are the Kansas, which are the um, Indianapolis Colts, and you know, like you said, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if the Colts can carry this carry this hot streak into into Kansas City. Um, a lot of people are are picking the upset. Um, I think I think you kind of gotta gotta wait and see what happens there. I'm I'm confident in the Chiefs, but then again, I mean, betting against the Colts wouldn't be wouldn't be a, a very smart pick recently. So it'll be interesting to see which which brings us to our last one. One of the ones you were you were probably more more confident in than not um, the Cowboys um, taking the Seahawks. On, on Saturday night, and this has a special uh, meaning in your heart because of what happened with a two-point conversion at the end, huh? Dude, I, I was so excited. I mean, I'm still so – I'm happy that I won the bet. Or I'm, ha- I'm sorry, I'm happy that I won – or I got the pick right, but it came down to I bet them minus two in the game. They were – obviously, it was 24 to 14 with, uh, you know, not much time left. Seattle's going down the field. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, worst-case scenario, they – they got on the field, they score, I still cover. And I forgot that Janikowski got hurt, so it came down to the two-point conversion, and I knew it as soon as they lined up because that's how it goes. And uh, ended up pushing. I didn't lose. There are a lot of people that lost that bet, so it could be worse. But, man, it, was, it felt like a loss. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad Dallas won. I think they're a really exciting team. I said it last week. There's something about them, and they're still my NFL uh, NFC pick. So what do you think? They're going to they're gonna be a tough, they're gonna be a tough, tough matchup for the, for, the, um, for the Rams if they can keep, you know, Play play the defense that they've been playing. 
Um, as of late, obviously, they, they were able to, to pull that win out against the Saints because of their defense. Um, now that game was at home. On the road against the Rams, it will be a different story. But I think they're they're definitely a tough out, um, you know, sneakier team than I kind of than I kind of thought they were. And and again, that man, that that two point conversion at the end broke so many people's hearts. And then it also, you know, one one of my roommates, Patty, had them had them um, two and a half, and he ended up covering. And my other roommate had them minus two and a half, and didn't, ended up not covering. So it's like. So many. I've heard so many stories and watched so many videos of people anguishing over over the t- over, over the TV on that last play and or the two point conversion, I should say. And it's just crazy how how a, a decision like that, because of the injury, obviously, um, can affect so many so many different people. So obviously, it could have been worse. Like you said, they ended up pushing, um, and you didn't lose the bet, which is which which is a, a huge a huge uh, plus. Yep, and they fed Zeke, and if they're gonna keep feeding them, they're gonna be a tough team to beat. Yeah, and if he can, I got a lot of shit for this last week. If he if he can keep. Taking the pounding, I think, <laughs> I think the Cowboys are, are 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 a great team and a hard team to beat. So I figured I had to throw that one in there again. So so quickly to kind of wrap up the NFL, we're just going to make our picks for uh, for the um, divisional weekend. First up, um, Chiefs at home against the Colts. Chiefs, easy. I think I'm going I'm going Chiefs as well. Um, just quickly, I think like you said, a lot of people are going are going um, Colts. I think it's a aggressive pick. I kind of love the aggressiveness of it. I just think. Um, Chiefs have looked too good for too long to kind of go go against them. So next up, um, Dallas visiting the Rams on Saturday night. Dallas is my pick for the NFC, and I'm going to stick with them. So, yeah, right. I'm going with Dallas. All right. Close so game, that's... though. Very close game. Low scoring, close game. They, they, currently, they have the Rams minus seven, which I think is, is aggressive. Um, but I'm I'll gonna... take Dallas plus seven all day. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be, a, that'd be a, good, a good pick for you. I'm going to go uh, Rams at home, look at the job done, and they'll, and they'll meet the Saints in the NFC Championship game, not to foreshadow my next pick, but um, Chargers on the road against the Patriots Sunday at 1 o'clock. I think we know who you're going to go with on that one. Yep. Patriots are taking that one. Nobody comes into Foxborough in January and wins. Um, yeah, not not much else to it. Tommy, TB12 is going to show us that he's still got it, and, uh, yeah, they're going to wrap things up. It'll be an easy one for him, I think. An easy one. Interesting. And one of the crazy Not easy, that- but it won't be like a last-second thing. It'll be a, It'll be a comfortable win. There you go. Um, and one of the crazier stats that I saw all weekend was the um, the remaining quarterbacks in the AFC's career record against Tom Brady, and they're winless. Mahomes, Rivers, Andrew Luck have never won against the Patriots, and I think that changes this Sunday. The Chargers going to New England and get the upset. <laughs> Calling it right now. Uh, I know you want it to happen. We'll see what happens, though. I do. I do really want it to happen. Yeah. So I'll definitely be be rooting that way. And there's snow way. in the forecast, Timmy. There's snow. It's going to be Ooh. snowing at Foxborough. For a home playoff game in January, well, it sets the I, I, sets the scene great for a for for a nice uh, for a nice target. I've heard this story before. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And and and, and then to finish up, uh, Eagles going again on the road Sunday afternoon to New Orleans. Um, I'm going. I'm going New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans by like ten. They're an eight an eight an eight uh, point favorite. I think it's even more than that. I think the Saints take care of business on this one. What do you think? I think yeah, the Saints are going to kill them. Like it, I, I'm with you. I'll, if if it's minus ten, I'll take minus ten. There you have it. So I mean, we're 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 pretty confident. In two picks, um, Chiefs, Chiefs and Saints, uh, and then the other two we're we're disagreeing on, which I think is 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 great for great for NFL parity and great for post game shake parity. So we'll see we'll see what happens um, this weekend. Obviously, this is this is dubbed as the as the best weekend in NFL football, the uh, the divisional weekend of the playoffs. So 
I hope it lives up to the expectations that um, that everyone puts on it, and of course that we've we, that we've put on it as well. So, um, without further ado, I think I think we're we're good to bring on the interview. No. Yep. Yeah. If you're here for the Connor Garland interview, you are in for a treat, and we're going to be throwing that at you right now. So here he is. All right. Enjoy it. All right. We are on here today, Situate Mass native. Former Arizona Coyotes prospect, now Arizona Coyotes player, making a splash in the NHL with five goals already in 15 games. Recently named an AHL All-Star and also named the first star in the Coyotes win last night with two goals on the King himself. Uh, Connor Garland, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, thank you for having me. Dude, we're, we're, Muzz, we're pumped you on here. That was pretty good, Muzz. I know, I wrote it. Yeah, was, that was good. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy usually does our intros, so. I had to uh, make sure it went smoothly. Yeah, and full disclosure, I write them down word for word and read them as slow as I can because it, like, it will, it'll just sound like you butcher it crazily. So yeah, yeah. Um, so this is this is our biggest name by far. Um, we we just had a couple of friends on last week, but uh, we're pumped to have you on, man. So we'll just ask you some questions and you know get to know your story a little bit better and stuff. Um, first of all, what's it like to be a big name? Because you are a big name now. Uh, well, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, 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 nothing's really changed. I mean, just, uh, kind of, kind of just trying to survive up here. So I haven't even really thought of anything outside of that. Yeah. I mean, dude, it looks like you're doing pretty well for yourself. He's just the same old Connor, Muzz. He's just the same Connor. <laughs> and, uh, we wanted to have you on last year, but, uh, we never like figured it out. We were kind of just scrambling and we talked about asking to have you on and, glad we didn't because now we get you at a really good time <laughs> my first my first interview yeah dude we were sitting around uh yesterday we were at timmy's house and we were watching yeah this is good practice because people are going to want to talk to you so <laughs> you could get all the uh the interview jitters out <laughs> but we were, we were sitting around yesterday and we uh timmy came across a tweet and uh it had like it had to do with your your flow i don't know if you've seen it yet oh so i saw it i saw it right away <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was not happening. So, Timmy, do you have that? What did it even say? It said, uh, "Yeah, let me, said, let me, let me pull it up." I wasn't. I should have been there. But it was uh, Danny Allstar or whatever. Yeah, Danny yeah, All-Star. yeah. And I, I turned, I turned to Muzz and I'm like, "Did you see this?" And and it had like the star on it and the two goals. And he's like, "Oh, I think that's probably just the two goals he scored so far." I'm like, "No, I'm pretty sure he scored two goals in this game." And then we checked it out and we're going crazy. Anyway, so, it goes, <laughs> it goes. Why, why isn't anyone talking about the hair castle on Connor Garland's head? This guy just stole my girlfriend, and now he's texting my mom. Should be illegal for this dude to wear a helmet during in warm daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Were you pumped to see that? That account has like 200 and something thousand followers. No, because I've been asking him to take that picture down forever. Oh, <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you not rocking the flow anymore? No, that was when I was like 17. I think that was like one of my first camps here. No uh, way. That yeah, is, I've had like seven camps since, and they just haven't changed it. That is hilarious. So I nothing, think that, dude. This nothing worse than my my Babs in college picture was. Uh, it was from freshman year. We didn't get to retake the picture any year. Any, uh, yeah, any beginning of any year. I had like a completely like shaved head, almost like I I had acne all over my face. I went through like a really bad acne phase freshman year, and I like begged our coach. I was like, "Can we please retake the picture?" And he's like, "Jamie, sorry, this is how it goes." I was like, <laughs> so that picture followed me up the ranks, but. Uh, Oh, that's that's funny, man. But we saw you scored, and we were like, dude, this is the best timing ever. We were so pumped for you. <laughs> yeah, we were fired yeah. up. 
They uh, so, they were both deflections. So they're neither of them. Yeah. If you've seen them. They were neither were nice. So that's I'll that's take okay. Them. They don't ask you how. They ask yeah, how many. But, yeah. And they were both after review, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, I I knew I had the first one um, on the power play. I knew I tipped that one, but the second one I had no idea. And then after review, it it did hit my leg, so they uh, they gave it to me. Dude, good for you, man. Dude, we, I, uh, would t- I would take a thousand goals off my leg. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> no, right? yeah. I wasn't complaining. Yeah. No, so we want to we want to talk to you about like first NHL. It's been a like, crazy month for you. I don't. What what exactly? Uh, that first NHL game. How long ago was that? Was that two weeks ago now? No, that's three uh, weeks ago. Close. It's been close a while. Actually. A month. It's, it's a today month, the seventh. Yeah. 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 Then yeah, a month. I played uh, December seventh against the Sharks. Wow! Yeah, the one month anniversary. Holy smokes! Yeah. I've already played fifteen. It was a busy month, dude. Yeah, that so take us. Oh, Sorry, nice. yeah, go ahead. But that's that's crazy. I just oh, we were looking at your elite prospects. I couldn't believe you had already played fifteen games. Yeah, I uh, I was in the A for I think over two months, and I played eighteen, and I've yeah. been up here for you know a month, and I've already basically matched that. So it's uh, it's a way different schedule, and it's a I mean a lot of travel. I already played in about you know eight different cities and play three uh, this weekend in Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. So just, Oh, that'll be sick. So just, dude, yeah. unreal. Cause you had, so dude, you played 18 games in Tucson yes. and you had 19 points. Yes. So we may as well start with that. Cause I wanted to ask you about it. So your first year you had 14 points in 55 games in the A and then you went to 27 points in 55 games uh, last year. And now you were already at 19 points in 18 games. Yeah, uh, I had 12 at Christmas the uh, last year. And then after that, I was kind of hovering around a point per game. So, you know, but it, it, you know, no one, you know, noticed that. But at the end of the year, you just see the full stat. So, yeah, right. I kind of was, and I had a good playoff and I felt good about my game in the American League. So I kind of figured I would, if I go back, I would be able to get off to a good start and try to put up some numbers and um, it just, you know, kind of carried over. Absolutely. What, so what's been the difference though? Like, what are you now? You're 22 now? 22. Yep. So like, what's the difference? Does it just seem like you're, you're adapting to the game and like, it's just less intimidating or. Uh, it's uh juniors to pro is so much different. It's a lot more in juniors. It's more skill, more, you know, who can just beat guys one-on-one who, who can, you know, make plays from the outside and, you're not going to beat many guys in pro um, one-on-one. I mean, I remember my first year, I said, I said this to somebody where I made a move on Shea Theodore. He was in San Diego at the time. And now he plays for uh, the v- Vegas. And I must have thrown three fakes at him, and he did not even flinch. And I said, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, this is going to be a difficult league to figure out. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> absolutely. So it took it took about a year and a half, and you learn how to – make plays and get by guys a different way. Uh, or, you know, if you don't, they'll, uh, they'll find someone else who can. So it's, uh, but it was, true. Di- it was difficult for the year and a half, but after that, I felt pretty good. It's, nice, a, it's, a, it's amazing how much like, you know, self-confidence and going, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you knew, obviously, like you said, going, you know, a point a game from Christmas on uh, last year in the A, I'm sure you knew that in your head and you're like, you know, if I can keep this pace up, I can definitely do this for another year, however long you're going to play in the A, but then you got your chance, you know, going to the NHL and you've kind of carried over. So it's, 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 it's amazing how like that self-confidence can carry over. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, I remember after my playoffs, I, I felt really good about, you know, where I was and 
it started with camp though i mean because the the coaches for the coyotes are who make the call and you know it's hard you know the gm and the assistant gm get to see in the a but those coaches don't until camp comes so that's really your only chance to audition for them and uh try to make them like you and you know you you don't have much time jam jamie you know camp they just want to get that roster down so yeah that's uh, so what did you do this year in camp like what did you what was your mindset going in what did you prepare you prepared differently like uh, how'd you handle that yeah you, you, i in earlier years you kind of just try to stay out of the way almost you almost don't want to make mistakes and you want to just almost like i mean you know you're almost like it's you're hiding you know what i yeah. mean it's it's a weird feeling and um you know this year is last year of my contract and i knew i needed to do something to to be able to resign and have a couple more years, you know, to try to make the league. So, um, you know, my first game was in Vegas and, uh, I had a really good game and got moved up the line, started on the fourth line. I think I finished, you know, on the first and felt good about it. And they, they uh, gave me another game, uh, in LA and I got to play on the second line with two good guys and ended up scoring and uh, unfortunately broke my hand at the end of the game, but played, uh, played one more. And, um, after that I couldn't play anymore. So I, I was put on the IR, but um, I had two goals in three games in the preseason and felt good and um, kind of helped me at the start of the year with some confidence and, and obviously helping now the coaches were able to notice you and, you know, go from there. Yeah, uh, dude, I, what was so what was it like being in Vegas where you guys, I mean, you guys oh, are on a business trip, but I crazy. imagine it's insane. Yeah, The, the warm-ups is the loudest, the loudest thing I've ever, I mean, they scored, I think, eight seconds into the game. Um, oh, that March or so Carlson and Smith line where were they even playing? I don't, I, I don't know. I was, I saw their line. They had Patch already playing too. A little tune up, a little tune up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just right. Feeding us in the lines. Then it was like, we had all our, <laughs> we had all our rookies and they, uh, they loaded up. I think it was a seven, two win for them too. It was bad, but they scored, I mean, eight seconds in and I never heard anything that loud in my life. And it was preseason. First preseason game. It was still September. The yep. place was packed, and it's a little intimidating. I don't care if it's preseason or you know game five of Stanley Cup. That place is loud, and you know we had a lot of guys who was their first preseason game. So tough environment to get into. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, seriously, way different. Way different than playing a home game, right? You're kind of a little, a little, you know, starstruck and everything. Especially with those guys playing too. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was tough for those guys. So yeah, it was my third camp, so I've been on the ice with those type of guys before so it's not like I mean I remember my first game was uh against the Kings and you know lined up next to Doughty it's kind of like this is you know it's hard not to get distracted but you know after three years you're kind of used to it a little bit yeah absolutely. so you said you played so you said you let's kind of bring it back to this year so you kind of you know you obviously got your opportunity it sounds like you know started off in in camp in the preseason and it sounds like it was just a matter of time until you kind of got your got your shot so tell me about you know just the call you got and and then the whole process, and then bring in. You said you played against the Sharks in your first Angel game, so kind of just talk about that whole experience and, and kind of bring us through that. Uh, yeah, I um, I knew I was going to get you know some games during the year, uh, but they were they were really healthy for the first I think thirty games of the season for the Coyotes. I, I don't think they had one injury up front, so no one was getting called up from the minors. And then uh, we were on a bus to Ontario, California, to play LA's farm team. And I think it was Michael Grabner uh, got a stick to the eye. And it didn't think anything of it, but the next morning it came out that he, he was going to be put on the IR. And um, 
I was driving to the game and just one of the coaches just said, Hey, you know, if I was you, I would be, I'd be good tonight. So I figured that was, <laughs> I figured nice. that was uh, a hint. So after the game, uh, I was getting undressed and I actually put my suit on. I had my phone was ringing and it was the assistant GM. So he just said, uh, don't go on the bus home. There's a car waiting for you. You're going to LA and you're gonna meet the team tomorrow. So that was it. I didn't, I wasn't packed and I was living out of, uh, a duffel bag for about three weeks. Wow. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a bit, it was a bit bizarre. That's so exciting though. I mean, like what are the conversations like when you get there? So you show up and obviously, you know, these guys like during camp and stuff. And like, I mean, I know them. I mean, I'm sure you've had your interactions with management, but what are they saying to you when you show up? Like, you know, anywhere from like, are they trying to motivate you? Are they trying to keep you relaxed? Are they trying to, they giving you the expectations for, your first game, that kind of thing, or what? Well, I was more up there just as the 13th forward. Um, so I, I was scratched the first two games I was up there for. They played L.A. and Washington. And mm-hmm. uh, and then against Washington, they had another injury um, where a guy was out six weeks. So then I figured, I, you know, I would draw into the lineup with two guys out for six weeks. So after that, you know, then they just said, hey, you're, you're getting in. Just be ready. Um the, the 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 one thing I heard a lot was just don't change your game, just play this the way you were, but that's so hard to, you know, listen to and you know it, it, it's so it's such a different you know absolutely case. Yeah. So as much as you want to play your style, it's you got to cut back a little bit. So it's uh, it was a little yeah, different. You, you go out for an AHL shift where you feel like you've been comfortable and you think you can, you know, even if you mess up, you kind of like you you know what your surroundings are like. But if you go out there for an NHL shift. And all of a sudden you, you turn the puck over and it leads to a goal. It's like, it's got to be a different feeling. So yeah, I know your, exactly. your bag is packed. No, you're exactly right. That's, that is spot on with how I was thinking where if I turned the puck over in the A, I skate back to the bench and, you know, you think, you are like, ah, can't, you know, that's yeah, all right. But you're going to do it all I'll year. Get it. Yeah, I'll turn yeah. five over, you know, one right. night and you go home and sleep. If I turn one over, you know, in the neutral zone. Uh, in the NHL, my bags might be packed. So it's a little, it's definitely a, a, it's such a different feeling and a lot, lot more high stress. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I know. It's, and even to build on that, the comfortability factor of going out there, I'm sure you're getting, you know, power play shifts and, and more ice time too in, in the AHL. And you're playing with guys who I'm sure you've had chemistry with, you know, for a couple of years or at least the beginning of the season. And then to say, hey, go play your same game with guys you've never played before, probably, right? Or at least a lot with. And you're probably getting, you know, different ice time. If 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 not less, it's kind of hard to do the exact same thing you were doing, you know, when you were in Tucson. Yeah, I mean, that's that's right. I, mean, I played with the same guy for um, two and a half years. So, you know, their tendencies. And then I did come up. My first game was with um, – I was on the line with Derek Stepan. So, that I mean, that's as easy <laughs> as it gets. He, he, that's you know, wild. If you've ever seen him, he just plays a slow game, makes every right play, and doesn't miss many passes. So uh, yeah, makes it I, easy for you. Yeah, and I and they uh, they they put me on the first power play as a net front guy, and you know someone just to get pucks back, so to get more touches offensively, and that helped a ton. I mean, even though I wasn't in my usual spot on the power play, I was still you know getting touches in the offensive zone, and you get your confidence that way, and you start to make even just small little plays. You know, it gets your confidence, and then you start, you know, being able to try more stuff. 
Oh, absolutely. A, a five foot, a, a couple of five foot passes your first shift compared to like not touching the puck after the first period. And you feel like, you know, way, way different. So I can totally attest to that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like a grenade on your stick after. You yeah. yeah. Even for a goalie, exactly. like if you're not facing any shots in the first five minutes of the game, like the, all of a sudden the doubt creeps in and you're like, holy smokes, I forget how to save a puck. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because most of the game plans are let's get a lot of shots. Right, and the but first it actually—that's yeah. what I want, you know. Like yeah. I want shots. Yeah, the first time I ever heard that was—I uh, won't say his name. It was a goalie in junior, and our coach came in and said, "Hey, this guy—if he gets sixty shots, he might stop fifty-nine. So if you don't take a couple shots early, he usually struggles. So let's uh, let's not shoot right off the bat if it's See? not a good if it's not a high quality shot." That is it, was, a, it was crazy to hear that. that a, yeah, but honest to God, man, as a goalie, I've thought about that, and I've even had conversations with my coaches about it at times where it, it, if you want to play that mental game and not shoot the puck, I know we're kind of getting off track here, but it is, <laughs> it, it is a different feel. Like, and I, I mean, I don't know how that plays into an NHL game. I'm sure they're just trying to get shots, but Talk, it is any funny. Shot. Any yeah. shot you can get, you take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Are you putting up a lot of shots or are they just going in for you? I don't know. I don't know what your uh, count is. Actually, I, I have. I think I had seven last night. And uh, <sighs> so my shot percentage is actually pretty low. So I think it's at like 8% right now. But I'm just trying to put anything on that. I mean, you've I've skated with you a million times. I don't have the hardest shot, but I, I can try to put it, you know, in a pretty – close area to where I want it but it's uh you know it's hard these these goalies I mean like the guy last night Lundqvist he if you don't have a Novechkin shot you're not beating him from up from the you know right. top of the circle so and I he's might, playing on the goal line so he sees that puck for that extra split second yeah he's you're stopping not gonna it him. yeah stop, he, you got to realize that so when I'm shooting it I'm shooting at his pads and I got two two good wing uh, a good centerman uh, Nick Cousins who you know plays hard and he'll get to the net so you know I'm shooting for a rebound and you know hoping he scores you know what I mean yeah oh absolutely <laughs> yeah points man yeah it's, I'm not so, beating so, anyone go ahead Timmy what are you gonna say oh so I was just gonna say um, to kind of and I'm not saying to to reel it back in but um, um, the first the first thought that I had just kind of going from your first angel game was. I then randomly saw your first NHL goal just on – I was scrolling through Twitter, and I think NHL, NHL tweet, it was like, you know, the first one's a good one. I think you guys were up were up big on the avalanche, and they had kind of a, a huge therapeutic comeback. And then you – it was kind of a weird goal, too. The puck kind of kind of bounced behind their defenseman, and it was you and a, and a teammate, and you kind of beamed the puck and then ended up roofing it over um, over the goal. So just talk about that kind of that, – that feeling, obviously, but obviously it must have been a good a good feeling to get one in like a meaningful game and, and then end up being, you know, the, the game decider. Uh, yeah, the, the, we played three games that week. We played the Isles um, and then Montreal and then Colorado on Friday. So uh, against the Isles, I got completely robbed. And uh, that, was the first, that was the first time I started to think, you know, well, it's been four or five games I haven't scored. You know, are you ever going to score? And, you know, because it's the first NHL goal is a, is a good, you know, you see how many, you know, YouTube videos there are pictures guys, you know, have the early first NHL goal. And I started to think about it and then I had an open net and Robin Laner slid back somehow and got it. And I, <laughs> and then the next night it was Carey Price and I think he robbed me two or three times. So, Oh, that that's almost as one. cool as scoring though, being like, yeah, Carey Price 
Well, no, I, no, or something. No, I wanted to. I wanted to be able to say my first one was on him. So I oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been unbelievable. He, he he robbed me in the second. Um, I met. I went to pass the puck back door, and uh, I think Weber blocked it with his skate. Like he dropped on one leg, and it came right back to me. So I had an open net, and uh, and I don't know how he tracked it. He, I mean, he didn't even flinch. He followed the puck from that leg and right back to my stick. I would that think that guy's a freak. Yeah, he was just standing there, and I just fired it right off his blocker, and it didn't even phase him. So I started to think, like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to score. And uh, the avalanche went for a change there. Far D changed. And uh, I think I noticed that, so I said, I'm going to you know, try to stretch the zone. And our centerman just chipped it off the wall as hard as he could. And um, my winger uh, boxed the other guy out and – the puck was a little rolling, so I wasn't going to try to settle it. So I just tried to fire it on net, and it just happened to barely get over his pad. I think it hit his pad and went up. So uh, Yeah, I think it did, actually. I think, gonna... it, I, I think it hit the top of his pad and went up. And then I think, like, the next night I hit the top of Fleury's pad and went straight into the stand. So it was just the luck of the draw of how the puck yeah. bounces. So, so what was the feeling like? Just got to be the best feeling in the world. Uh, yeah, it was – yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was just you know, or more relief, like I don't yeah, know. relief. I was, that's yeah. a good that's a good word. It was more like okay, now I can because I felt like I was playing good, but you know when it says seven games, no points, you know you can you know you're almost like oh my god, any other day they can just say yeah, well, you're going to need someone who can score. So right, and that's um, your game. You're you're a points guy. Yeah, I, I try to produce, but I was kind of just playing playing well, but they just weren't going in. So it was nice to have a big relief, and then. Actually, the next night I in San Jose, I got a breakaway late in the game, so it was nice to get a almost like a makeup goal, get yet another one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's unreal, man. And then, so it's funny to get away from that like a little bit. What was it like playing at the Garden? That was cool. It was. It was awesome. You had never played there, right? Never. I had never been on the ice there. So that, that was I, wild. Yeah, that was, uh, and it was you know just weird. It was my second. It was my second game. So uh, and and I. I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to be my first because I have that first game, you know, jitters and we left two days before the game. So I would have been sitting in, you know, in Boston the whole time, like nervous and overthinking it. So it was lucky. It was my second game and I just almost was able to more enjoy it than anything. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And obviously Rye, you know, he's on the other team. It was, uh, it was cool to go up against him and you yeah. know, say hi to talk to him in warmups and, you'll see each other after, but it was, uh, it was cool see, actually just to be in the city. You know, we were staying downtown. Yeah, and, I bet. Seriously. Know, yeah. You know, I, I, I haven't been home during the season for, you know, six years or whatever. So it was pretty cool. Situ at Twitter was going nuts, dude. I was like, I was just scrolling through Twitter that night. It's like every kid, every, especially the younger kids that are more your age, they were like, you know, everybody's commenting on like, uh, I, I forget it was a Jack. Jack was calling it, I think, Jack Edwards, and talking about how there's two situate kids on the ice, and everybody just thought it was the coolest thing going. So I can imagine it, it's cool for them, but it's just that much cooler for you, especially because, I mean, you and Ryan play, you know, I'm sure you skate a lot in the summer. I know you skate, uh, I think you skated in the Hingham Elite League a little bit, and then, you know, just get together in the Hingham League and the Foxborough League. So, I mean, we yeah. grew up right down the street, and it was awesome to see him you know, do so well last year. And, um, you know, he, I mean, he really tore it up last year. So that was pretty wild to see. And then, uh, you know, we talked, even when we were both in the American league, we would call each other and 
discuss, you know, what he was, we were on the same side on the power play. I remember, you know, talking to him a lot about what he sees and just trying to help each other. And then, you know, a month later we were, you know, up against each other. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Muzz, I got to give you some credit. You somehow went from playing at the Garden to bringing it all the way down to playing Hingham Elite League. That's that was that was pretty impressive. How you, how you yeah, in, in like ten seconds. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, both yeah, yeah. they're both equal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know they are. <laughs> you, you've seen a Thursday night at Hingham. It's it's no different. It's as competitive as it gets. <laughs> so, so. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well. well I got it, Muzz. We you're the most. Bring, you're the most competitive. Later. You're the most competitive Hingham Elite League player I've ever seen in my entire life. And so I've played against you multiple times. You have no idea who I am because I suck. But um, we, we would play, you know, like have a, bunch of, have a bunch of our college teammates. And it was like you and Donato and a couple of our guys. And we're just like, you know, trying to have a good escape. We're, you know, we're also going hard too. But you're just going like balls to the walls and going like bar down. We're like, Jesus Christ. We got, now we actually got to try hard and play like hard defense on you. And it wasn't fun. Let's just say that. Well, our team was the most competitive. Our guys – you know, we take it, we take it maybe a little too serious, but I mean, it's uh, attitude reflects leadership. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 shut up. No, I'm oh saying Connor God. has those kids whipped, dude. I, no, I no, they. You've been in that locker room. They. I know I have. That's why I know. They, they, <laughs> those, they don't even. We don't. Uh, most of them don't play during the regular season. You know, a yeah. lot of them just come from work and. Uh, you know, it doesn't. I mean, we we do take it pretty serious, so. We Your always team is like you guys are the equivalent of like the uh, 1980 U.S. Olympic team compared to like, and then you're like Herb Brooks. Like, <laughs> you're like getting these kids fired up before games and stuff, and I love it, dude. And that's, well, but that's why you made it. Like that's you know, like that's the stuff you don't have an off switch. Well, yeah, I, that's unfortunately is true because um, <laughs> I, I, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I do honestly. That league is. I actually, I mean, after my first year pro, I remember how bad it was and how miserable yeah. I was. And just to get back and be able to play with my buddies and relax a little bit and enjoy yeah. enjoy the game, I was like, oh, this is why you play. I mean, to go to Chipotle after the game and have the boys talk about it, like, you know, like we played the Conkeys and, you know, we were talking about some of the goals and some of the plays, and I'm like, this is insane, but it's it's a blast. I mean, you guys know it's – Oh, it's awesome, it's, dude. There's it's nothing it's low-key – I mean, it's not low key when we're playing against you guys, but it's pretty low key in general. But kind of, uh, kind of low key, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, Babson, Babson did bring Chris Wagner to one of our semis, True. and we that did. that I was I was I was on the team. Yeah, we did that. I yeah. I didn't know what he uh, looked like because he was with Anaheim at the time, and I remember him skating out, and I was like, "Who is the guy with the Ducks helmet?" And uh, <laughs> one of the guys on our team goes like, "That's Chris Wagner." I was like, "They didn't bring him." And then he li- he lines up for the opening draw, and my stick is like in our bench somehow. I said, "Yeah, that's that is him." <laughs> that's great, dude. We were going through your Instagram yesterday, and I uh, I the first thing I noticed obviously is your bio, and it says Six Foot Mass <laughs> Coyotes Organization, and then H E L Hingham Elite League, and has the two trophies. Two. Would you win it back to back? We did win it this summer again. Oh my god, we, that's we, unbelievable. We man. had we had to play. Uh, I think we played the finals in Canton this year because Hingham was uh or no Taz Taz had a uh had a charity had yeah. a charity event so we had to move it to like Canton on a Sunday night. <laughs> it was it was uh it was out of control. But yeah we we, we yeah. won again. We had a couple uh couple late season additions too. But we we, yeah. we were down like five one with ten minutes to go to the Conkeys and we ended up coming back and winning in overtime six no. five. 
How many of those goals did you have? Not many. I was terrible. Our bench got shortened. I'll say that. We, we, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we, I think Kevin Fitzgerald played the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> I, I don't think he moved. Kevin's Kevin's a stud. Yeah, he's 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 an unbelievable player. He's probably still the best summer player because he's the most patient guy in the world. Yeah, he is. He had some great skill. Yeah, he had a couple of goals on me. I didn't play. I didn't play in it this summer because my hip. But last yeah, year, I remember that because I was. Uh, remember, I asked you. I was like, "Are you playing this weekend?" Because we're playing the Conkeys. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, no. And Chris Johnson showed up. Yeah, he right, stood exactly. on his head. Yeah, dude, he's a good goalie, actually. Yeah, he he's is. smaller. Yeah, and it's tough to be a small goalie, but that kid's uh, pretty talented. And half half loaded up too. They had only like eight guys. So. Oh yeah, dude, half's always on the phone. He, I mean, we had. Um, What's the kid's name? You uh, the that went to Fair. You uh, why am I O'Brien? Yeah, Jay O'Brien. I don't yeah. know. I just drew a blank. And like when that kid was coming up the ranks, like or he started playing for us when he was like fourteen. And half is like, dude, this kid is legit. And I was like, yeah, he is pretty good. And he got a little older and he got a little better. And now he's like playing in the World Juniors. I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, he uh, he was on my summer team in Foxborough, kicking fly. Yeah. yeah, he's a oh. good player. He's light as a feather, dude. He's he's just glides. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, he is. He just glides around. He and he can rip the puck. Yeah, he can. Holy smokes! Um, all right, so all right. so we're yeah we're yeah, yes yeah, so we're 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 gonna twist that out of Hingham Lake. That was that was good stuff though. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I know we we both want to bring it up, and I I wasn't sure how we were going to, and we did naturally somehow. But anyway, um, get me on so after did, the home opener. I'll just, ah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Talk, talk about it more. Yeah, the, the weekly Hingham Elite League uh, <laughs> preview or whatever. So, um, so Muzz, Muzz kind of updated me in this. I obviously knew you played You played for Moncton, um, you know, for, for a better part of four, four seasons. Obviously, you know, lit it up 129, 128 your last two years. Um, but he, he mentioned that you, you know, you had an offer and I think accepted and maybe turned down Penn State. Kind of talk about just the whole process of, of going to play in the queue instead of trying to go the NCAA route and kind of, I'm sure that was a tough decision and, and obviously it worked out, you know, currently, but just kind of talk about that, that entire process. Yeah, that was, uh, that was as hard as a decision as it gets. I, uh, I was drafted to the USHL first as a freshman at Citroen high. And then later that year I got drafted by the Quebec league, um, by so Muskegon and then Moncton. So, uh, and then that summer, I was deciding between those two and then I got an offer from Penn state, which I took. And then that kind of complicated it even more. Um, and while that's going on, I'm still deciding if I want to stay home and play for the junior Bruins and the EJ. So I had, Jeez. I had about three teams and I remember just laying a piece of paper out in front of me and trying to figure out which one I wanted. And if I could go back now, in all honesty, I'd probably choose the EJ. Um, and because that would have been best for my development that year and be able to play more and get more touches. And uh, that definitely would have been the route. But, you know, as a kid, you, you know, you're immature and you, you're just thinking, you know, I want to play in front of fans. I want to travel and you know, get away from home. So I went with the USHL and my heart was with Moncton, though, but I, I just couldn't wrap my head around not going to college. And then um, about halfway through the year in the USHL, I wasn't playing at all. They were an old team trying to win it all. So I played about six games in three months. So uh, I kind of – I got a call from Moncton. I remember they called me about it, late November, maybe right after Thanksgiving, and they said, you know, we're having two guys leave our team. Um, we have an opening on our second line with Dimitri Yaskin, who was playing for Washington, 
And then <laughs> I, Ivan Barbashev, who plays for the Blues. And they said, they're, they're both lefties. One's a center, one's a left wing. We need a right winger. And uh, I said, uh, okay, I'll take it. So I, uh, I, flew, I flew in and I was playing with those two. And, um, and then I actually ended up later in the year playing with Ross Johnson, who plays uh, now with the Islanders. So wherever, wherever you were playing on the team, we were loading, you were playing with good players and developing. So, uh, but it was as tough a decision as it ever gets. Um, so whenever, whenever a kid asks, you know, I, I, I get put in a lot of situations because I went to the queue of kids ask me what I think. And I can't, I can't even really help them because it's such a different situation for me, for anyone else. You know, it's, you know, it's each, to each his own. So that's a, it's a tough decision. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we were even talking about it too. Like if it ever happened to us, if we were, if we, if it came down to Penn state and the queue or, you know, any other situation, what we would do, and obviously playing college, I'm biased towards college. And I like, dude, we played division three yep. and we, we played in front of 10 fans and it's different. Like, do you, I, I don't, I, I don't know the Penn state thing. Like it's a new program. I mean, do you ever wish, I, I know you are, everything's worked out for you, but do you ever kind of wish like, Oh, maybe I did go Penn state route or like, are you completely happy with what you did? Yeah. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll say this, uh, Say it wasn't Penn State, say it's any college. I had an offer from UNH, so I don't even know if it would have been Penn State. I was 15 when I committed, yeah. so you never know. Every, everything changes. Unfortunately, schools do do that, and they commit kids at such a young age where that kid doesn't know what he wants to do after hockey, you know, if he, if he wants to be in business or communicate, whatever. So I don't like that they commit kids at that young of an age anyways because yeah. um, half the time they tell you, go to the USHL, you're not good enough. And then by the time they're 20, they say, hey, we have a change of heart. And the kid has to, you know, find a school in two months. So I don't like that anyways. But, no, I've honestly never had any regret. I've played with so many guys in the A or um, and now here that have played college. And we always discuss it and we always argue about which is better. And – what it comes down to is just the person. I mean, if you're like me, I play a high, you know, I play, I try to play with a lot of skill and a lot of speed. I think that fits more for major junior, but you know, if mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're a major junior well, player, 100%. So yeah. 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 But look at uh, like Ryan, Ryan, that, that was the perfect route for him. You know, you know, learn how to play against bigger guy or whatever. You yeah. know, it worked out for him. So it's it, honestly the complete opposite. Harvard or Major Junior, yeah. you know what I mean? It just whatever way you go, usually the you know the best guys come out. So it's so Maybe hard. Being biased to like seeing what you guys did, but it's it, Ryan feels like such a college player, and like obviously things went great at Harvard for him, and you feel like such a Major Junior player. I just I've like the the videos of you like doing circles around guys and. The, I'm like, you don't, you can't really do that in college. You know, you're kind of forced to play a system and you know, you don't have to dump and chase, yeah. but it's, it's a little more of a, uh, a structured game than I feel like the, the cue would have been. Yeah. Which, which is funny because pro is such a structured game, but there's <clears throat> points in the game where the top players and the guys with skill take over. Um, and it's kind of funny seeing it up close where in the third period it gets tight. And all of a sudden, you see the Nathan McKinnons and the McDavid's and the Kopitars, who I've, I've 
you know, played against. They just take over, and it's it's wild to see. But is that because they got to play major junior and have more creativity and do it over a long right. point, and then learn the structure when they get to pro? You know, it's a bit it's a bit of both. So it's it's like I said, it's to each his own. And obviously, college you leave with an education, but you know, in the Quebec League, all my buddies who you know didn't go pro all play college in Canada. Is it the same? No, but everybody gets an education. Yeah. That's a good point. Whatever one yeah. you play. Because that is it's, the one so. thing that you look at if you're not really if you don't really fully understand it and you say, well if you go to the queue you don't get an education. But they do they pay full, right? They put for uh Canadian college. Every year I think, right? Yes. Yes, and especially um that for Moncton I had my my uh I think my contract was if because I was committed to Penn State, if I didn't sign um, entry in NHL, I think it's then then you get your school money. But I think it's for everybody. If you don't sign an NHL entry level deal, the Q pays for your college. So you get I think if you get five thousand every year, and the team matches it, I'm not exactly sure, but I don't know of many guys who I play with that paid for their school. Yeah. So and I mean these team these teams come down like. I know you, where where Moncton is. It's the University of New Brunswick, and I mean they come down and they you know crush crush some of the teams here, where BC and you know Maine, mm-hmm. and, and then they'll you know they'll they'll lose some, but there's no difference in the skill or the talent. It's just you know they're they're in New Brunswick and BC's and yeah. Beacon Hill. They're probably is it tough so. to come by though? Like how many? Uh, I feel like there's probably a little more depth in U.S. college hockey than there is in the depth of like all the teams in, in Canadian college. And I could be wrong, but I feel like the top well, Canadian colleges percent compete, but is it like the, is it from top to bottom is good? Yeah, that's a, no, that's a, that's a good point. If I, I if we go watch, um, like I would go watch some of the CIS games because, you know, a guy I played with two years ago was in town. So I'll go watch them. And uh, if they're on one of the teams, I won't, you know, I'm not going to shred on any teams, but some of them are weak. And uh, I would say, yeah, it's a good point. Like the top 10 teams, you can pluck them into the Hockey East, no mm-hmm. problem. But, you know, some of the smaller teams, you know, they, uh, yeah, they would struggle. So that's a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I watched when I was in uh, Portland, we, uh, University of New Brunswick came down to play the Portland AHL team in a preseason game. And I went and watched and I was like, this is a college team. Like these are the age kids that I'd be playing against in like three years. And they were huge. And like, it was like, it was like, it was like a 2 1, 3 2, you know pretty close game and so that that was the first time that i was exposed to canadian college because you obviously in the united states you're only exposed to you know the united states college teams and then if you were to go play major juniors and so you don't ever kind of see it but it is it is you know interesting fact that no one really knows about that you do kind of get you know the college education in canada if you go play major junior route yeah and that's that's one of the problems which you know is i think these schools colleges ncaa know that and, uh, you know, they just lie and will tell you, you know, if you don't make it, you know, you're, you're working at McDonald's you know, or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. You don't have an education. You don't have a high school diploma. I had to go to high school every day when I was there. You know, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. I woke up at 8 a.m. I went to four classes and I left for practice at 12. So it was, it was the same as the USHL. But I had, I mean, we had two guys in our team taking courses at Yale online. So it's not, I mean, it's. It, it has a really bad reputation, but you go up there and you see it and it's like, oh, it's, you know, these guys are going to university, you know, they're going, it's just, 
you can't play it, you know, UNH now. That's yeah, right. yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that like the system we have now makes you pick, right? It makes you pick either to try to advance your game and play 55 games a year or however many you play in the, in the queue or play, you know, 20, 29, 30 games in NCAA. And you can definitely get more touches and get more games, more practices, just as good of coaching up in, up in Canada, but you got to have to make the decision. And it's tough that the way hockey works, you got to actually make a, a full on decision. And it could, it could be a big decision. Like you were saying, committing, committing so. kids at 15, sometimes kids, kids who are 20 or 19 don't know what they want to do. So it's tough to kind of make them decide, you know, right then and there. Well, that's exactly it. Well, I always used to say, why can't I go play four years at Moncton and be 19 and then go be a freshman at Penn State and develop for four years there instead of developing two years in the A? What's, what's wrong yeah. with that? It but seems like it'd be – dude, could you imagine how good the kids would be as freshmen? Well, how much better – yeah, how, how much better would yeah. hockey be? You, instead of playing, you know, 15 games a year at, you know, what's, what's the schools around here, Dexter or – yeah, they, right. you know you're, you're playing you're playing 20 games a year. Well, I play I would play 20 games by this time the season started, right. you know, and then the season ends and you know what I mean. It's I I was playing till June some years, you know, and it's 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 such a better thing to develop when you're that age, 17, 18, and then some guys aren't ready at 20. They're not ready for pro. So why, why wouldn't they be able to go to college and play at another high level and then come out? But I think it just comes back to the just, NCAA and like they have some weird rules going on and they definitely don't always have yeah, the kids' best interest in mind. And yeah, it's a bit. I mean, they they like to say like, oh, you can't play because you get paid. Trust me, we weren't <laughs> we weren't getting paid much. <laughs> I mean, you're getting paid you're getting paid to drive from school. That that's it. You're getting paid to be able to drive to the rink. So you can fill up your car, and yeah. that's it. How, so, how much were you making? I mean, it's it's hundreds, right? Uh, it's not that, we know it's not thousands a week. Oh, it's oh, it's. I mean, whatever you think, cut it in half. <laughs> and there, I mean, it's it's. You don't even look at your paycheck. Your paycheck yeah. is, goes onto your debit card, and you take it to the gas station, and you go out to eat with the boys, at, you know, a couple nights a week, and go to the movies, and then you're then you're back at zero. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah, that that's. I mean, there's been many times where I've gone to Tim's, uh, Tim Hortons, I'm sorry, and said, you know, I'll have uh, a double-double, and I give them my debit card, and they look at me and say, Dude. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sir, you have a dollar thirty-eight on this card. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> lavish, <laughs> lavish lifestyle of Major Junior. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't matter if I had 100 points or two points. They weren't taken. You know, they weren't taken. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's uh, – that's why it's it's a bit bizarre that – they're um, they have those rules. Yeah. It's not like guys are making ten thousand dollars right. a year and then walking into college. Right. Yeah, it is crazy to get that perspective. Like, you're basically working a side job, making minimum wage, and then they're going to hold that against yeah. you. It's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like I said, guy, it's it is like my first year was a little different. The rules changed. Where when I was sixteen, I was making. In all honesty, I think it was thirty dollars a week, and and then it was you know the older guys were getting quite a bit. Yeah. So, but then it changed to more school money, where the teams were like, "How about we just pay for your college?" And the guys were like, "Yep, that's fine." You know, right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll t- I'll I'll sacrifice the you know the thirty dollars a week for my university. It seems it's, fair. It but... seems like it would make more sense <laughs> if they just didn't pay you guys. But they found ways to like get you that gas money under the table and stuff because the NCAA is not really diving into that. 
And then you could turn it into an opportunity for younger kids that get paid less to decide to go to college. Or I guess maybe as if you're, if you're the Q, you want to, you want to keep kids and you don't want to lose them. So maybe there's the two sides to it there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely tough. I think both, both, you know, CHL and the NCAA have an agenda and they both probably want to keep you for themselves. So, but I mean, major juniors, you know, Guys, guys also can go play, you know, in the queue at 17, like McDavid, McKinnon, Drouin, the freaks, and be in the NHL the next year. But that's not for everybody, so it's hard, you know. That's why it is, it is good to have that league where, you know, there are, there are, like I said, the freaks that, you know, they can't – I mean, guys can't come out of Thayer and play in the NHL the next yeah, year. Yeah, right. It's, it's, I know. It's a little different. So you need a place for, for those guys too. I mean, I was against McKinnon at 17 and – he was he was NHL ready, but I didn't see many of them. Yeah, did you play yeah. against McDavid yeah. too? Uh, no, uh, first time was uh, this week, and he's, oh yeah, right, he's he just played against McDavid this week. <laughs> I played I played I played against him as a kid, and I actually remember we played against we played against him in, at Harvard. I was on uh, Boston Mission with uh, Ryan, and actually we had Jack Eichel on our teams too, and I remember like us being on the bench going like, what is this kid doing? Like who is training him? Cause he was like, he was a year younger than us. Did you say, I, I, think, you, he, I think you cut up. I don't know if you cut out for. Two. Yeah. Sorry. Jack. Okay. Jack. It, yes, you cut out for like he, two seconds. and I missed what you said. Okay. Yeah. It was, we were Boston. I mean, our team was loaded. You, you probably know a bunch of the, like Aaron Azarian plays at um, UNH. I mean, we were loaded. Kevin Hawk plays at Maine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I know that name. Um, so and we had Dre. And uh, I mean, we were loaded, and and this guy beat us single handedly nine to eight, at, and he was a year younger than all of us. Oh my Jeez. god! And he was on t- he was team team uh, York Simcoe, and he had five like probably five or six goals, and we were all on the bench going like, "What is this kid doing for training? I mean, what 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 is there that we don't know about? Because he's a freak." And what was you know, where and was we, he? Where like where was he out of? He's a local kid, right? McDavid. Oh no, I thought you were talking about Eichel. Eichel oh no, Eichel was on our team. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. When you when you cut out, I must have missed what you were saying. Okay, Small, so sorry. Yeah, I, good I, lord here. Sorry, I, yeah. that's that's fine. My Eichel was on our team fault. with you know. I mean, we we I could name all the guys like Gendron. That's another one like drafted in, in the third round, and we were all on the bench. Like he's a year younger, and he's playing for York Simcoe, and single-handedly just beat us was there any, and i was there anybody else on his team that uh that you guys knew or was it literally no him? no because we played them uh friday and i think we played the marley's um saturday we lost to york, york simcoe and then the marley's had like sam bennett robbie fabry uh i want to say ekblad um they were loaded like if i could see their roster they have about five six nhlers hosang maybe and uh, and we beat them, but you just couldn't beat the, you know, the kid younger than us, McDavid. And he was, I've never seen anything like it. And then obviously, you know, I saw him this week, and he's doing the same thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. a bit, it's a bit much. I know, because he's what he's is he just barely twenty one. Yeah, he's, he's already he's 90, I mean, yes. he's probably the best player in the league. Oh, it's yeah, and there's some guys. Uh, yeah, I mean McKinnon's up there too. He was freaky to see. Kopitar was freaky to see. Doughty, Doughty plays the whole game like like he's playing in the Hingham League, but he's not trying. Yeah, it's bizarre. 
he plays so calm and relaxed and you go four check him a hundred miles per hour. He puts the puck right through your feet and he's going the other way. Must be nice. Yeah. He plays calm, but McDavid. Yeah. He, uh, he was kind of the first period. We kind of kept him in check and then it was, uh, he just took over. It was tough. He's so hard to contain. Yeah. That guy has the like most effortless natural speed I've ever seen. He doesn't, he doesn't stop skating. So obviously, obviously it's my first time. So his first couple shifts, I'm sitting on the bench. I want to watch him. You know, I'm, you know, you're kind of like, like anybody you want to see what, you know, and he doesn't stop his feet moving. So it's, it's, it's insane. He's always in the right spot, but he's just never stopped stopping. And he, that's why he's always faster than everybody. Cause he's moving while you're stopping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And he, he almost has that, has that feeling like he's skating fast and he gets a puck on the stick and he like skates even faster and like he's just blowing by people. Yeah, and you're thinking like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get it, get on top of him. And by the time you're trying to get on top of him, he's already by you. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so you kind of you kind of mentioned obviously the speed, the speed of the game, and, and kind of the differences between the AHL and NHL. But um, you know, what are some of the other biggest differences? Obviously, I'm assuming the travel is just a little bit nicer. Um, you know, from from one league to the other. But just kind of talk about some of the differences and some of the some of the pleasant surprises that you maybe weren't expecting. Oh yeah, the tra- the travel is obviously it's it's uh, it's as nice as it gets. I mean, you're never really tired. Um, you know, you get to fly. They have their own plane, and you get to fly. And, um, the A's the A you fly too, but you're flying commercial, and sometimes you have layovers and a bus ride in between airports. But um, it, it's the the speed of the game is is almost not not much different, but the mistakes that guys make is uh very minimal and when they do it's usually you know in the back of the net because everybody can score so if you make a mistake you know i don't care what line you're up against they're usually going to put the puck in the back of your net so it's that, that that's probably the biggest difference it's just you can't make mistakes at all yeah there's so many i mean there's just so many nhl guys that are just absolute freaks so i'm, I'm not surprised and even i mean i didn't i basically had a cup of coffee in the ahl i five games but even the difference between the ahl and the echl is like you get you go from the echl it's like a wide open just absolute mayhem game and i'm watching <laughs> from the bench in the ahl and it's like every play gets killed and it's like if you're a forward a talented forward coming down d-man just angles you out wide pokes it away and i was like it's crazy how effortless it is and then i can only imagine how much more that snowballs when you get to the nhl oh yeah i mean it's it's a difference between a half a second or to a second, but that's so much. Especially if you're coming down on a D. If he lets you in the A get over the blue, well, then I can make a play and I can pull up and find someone late. But you know, in the NHL, they're not they're not giving you the red. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. Like, it's like if you want to dump this in, you're gonna have to take a hit. So, and if you don't dump it in, we're gonna we're gonna take it and come right down and jam it. You know. <laughs> down your throat it's gonna be in your net so yeah it's like it's uh it, that's the difference i mean they, they just the d are so good nowadays they don't they're almost it's not even like the big guys like played last night um the rangers like mark Stahl and brendan smith they're huge and they can just you know they're not letting you get the red but there's also guys like that pionk or like d'angelo where if they let you have the red and you try to saucer it by them off the wall they have such skill that they're knocking it down 
and then it's coming back anyway. So it's how how did D'Angelo look? I forgot. So where where is he now? Is he? Uh... he he's a uh, he's uh, he's in New York. He, oh, yeah, uh, he I played I played with him in Tucson. He's uh, he's an all timer. He's he's such a good dude. Uh, yeah, he he was at Tampa's camp when I was there, and he was like yes. really nice kid, like straight shooter. So I was just with a couple guys, and he he was like a vet, like he had been there before, and he was just kind of explaining how things go, and pretty down to earth kid. But dude, he has so much talent. Especially, he's a little bit of a smaller D man, but he plays like pretty big, and man, he can move. Yeah, he uh, he 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 can. He he makes a ton of plays, and uh, as a D, like when I played with him, he was like a fourth forward, and that's so that's so valuable for uh, forwards that you know you have another guy in the rush at all times where you you look better if somebody else is you know getting open for you from the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And then what's it like playing in that? Uh... That AHL barn. You guys have like the weirdest rink. <laughs> yeah, we have like one side that is just a scoreboard, yeah. and then one the one side that's fans. It's yeah, it's it's it is a little weird. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a convention center. It's not a it's not yeah. made for it's not made for a rink. So, but it's the best city in the AHL by far. So, how are the fans there? Awesome or actually good? Yeah, the first year they were. Not not great, but uh, we made the playoffs last year, and we were uh, the number one seed. So we we won we won all year, and I think that really, you know, helps. You know, and then people start coming. And this year they've been good. Uh, obviously, I haven't. I don't. I don't think I've had actually many home games there this year. So, um, but it, it, it's the best AHL city. If I was ever getting old and you know was just trying to play in North America, I, that would be the place I'd play a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix, and, and the whole Scottsdale area, I'm sure, isn't isn't too bad of an area to be to be, you know, in the winter. You know, obviously compared to Boston, where you grew up, and then Moncton, I'm sure, being in oh. being in Arizona must be freaking awesome. All yeah. of a sudden, you're living in the south. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's we because you know we traveled out there, and I think we went to Buffalo one night, and that was like the first time I've seen snow in two years. So it was. Uh, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's different. I mean, Boston was freezing too, but I mean, Buffalo is a different level of cold. So, but I yeah. mean, I still love the East Coast. Yeah, it is, it's funny. So, like last year or two years ago, I was in Allen and it was kind of the same thing. Dude, I can, like, and we were always, Allen always has a great team in the ECHL. They want it like, four yeah, years they in always load up. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you want to be there, man? It was like 75 degrees in January. And then you get guys that are like 32 years old still coming back because it's like, why would they want to go anywhere? And the team's still paying for their mortgage on their house. And, you know, they're not making a ton of money, but you're living the good life. And, yeah, hey, you're, and you're getting paid a lot more money to do it. So you're kind of – you're living the dream. Well, I mean, you know, if you want to play hockey, I mean, playing hockey, you know, in general, I don't care if I'm making no money at all. It's just – it's fun. So, But, I mean, I know – Allen always loads up. They always, uh, you always check. But that—that's why guys want to play in warm weather. And I mean, God, it's not a bad spot at all. No, it's unbelievable. What's your, uh, what's your favorite place you've traveled to around the country? Uh, MSG was pretty cool. That yeah, was. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was sick. Um, San Jose is nice too, but I played there a lot in the A, so it wasn't. But uh, I heard True. Vancouver. I heard Vancouver's unreal. So. Yeah, you'll be seeing awesome. Godette up there. Hopefully, no, he's he's not there right now. But uh, oh, they sent him down. I didn't know. Yeah, just the other week I saw that. I know it's 
it's tough. I want, it's kind of cool seeing, you know, being on the ice with guys you grew up with, but I just saw yeah. he, uh, he got sent down. He's a, he actually was doing pretty well actually recently too. He's a good player. He'll, he'll figure, he'll figure out how to stick for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's a guy who can shoot the puck a million miles an hour. That doesn't hurt. Oh, it's ridiculous. So you're in, uh, you're obviously in Arizona during the season. What do you, you know, do you take advantage? Are you, uh, are you a golfer? Are you kind of take advantage of that? And then also, you know, what are you doing for the, uh, for the off season? So you come back to the East coast and back to Boston, obviously playing Hingham, Hingham league, or do you kind of stay, <laughs> stay in, uh, stay in Arizona for a little bit too? No, no, I'll come, I'll come home this summer again. Um, I was, I was actually got uh, a place up the street from my family this year. So I, I'm going to live in situate full time now. That's, uh, that's officially my home. So I actually can't wait to get home for that. But, uh, it's, uh, for in the off time here, no, I, you're honestly so tired because you play every other day. So I haven't golfed even once this season. So, but, uh, and then in the summer, if I ever come out here, it's too hot to golf. So it's, uh, it's actually kind of tough, but uh, you know, what we do what everybody else does. I mean, everybody just plays video games, right? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seriously. Seriously. I mean, we have, we have a, you know, we have our squad for Fortnite, and you know, the group chat just says, you know, Hey, let's get on in five minutes and be there oh, for that's, yeah. that's It's the same everywhere. <laughs> we were doing the same thing last year. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty... still just doing the same thing now. So yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah, you, it's, it's nuts. That game is taking over the world. Yeah, I'm actually addicted. I think. Yeah, I, I would. I I don't want to use that word, but it's close. Are you any, Are you good at it? What's your? N- no, and that's the problem. Same. I'm, I'm not either. I, it's so frustrating. And I hate playing with the guys that are good because you have a couple of them, and then it's like, well, I'm just gonna get you know ripped on because I'm terrible. And, yeah, then, and then you watch them finish the game. Yeah, and I want to win, but you know, yeah, you got to come up with an excuse to why you die, right? Like, you know, yeah, I, I, just, I lagged, dude. I yeah, I la- yeah, I, I must have, I must have the worst service ever because I lag, I lag off the top of tilted so much, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, but oh, there's yeah. there's nothing worse than being on a team with good players. Like, there's one thing of dying early and watching the good players play, but then when they die early and they're watching you and they're like, oh, oh look to your left. And like you're just not as good as they are, and like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, ah, and you're like shaking, your controller shaking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, your brain be on frozen. Team. Yeah, and, and then it's just like, oh, guys, I'm really sorry. And they're like, all right, let's go again. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah, good aim. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. The guy's like 30 feet away. I'm just firing it over his head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not the worst. No, it's so bad. But all right, I mean, anything else we want to talk about here? Well, what about we? What about you, Connor? You have any questions for us, or anything? Anything you kind of want to use the use the platform to kind of talk about? Uh, no, I didn't even think that far. But I, I mean, it's up to you guys. You guys, uh, what? Uh... Any plugs for like you got a personal clothing line coming out or something? Now that you're <laughs> oh, you're big time. No, I guess I guess I'm gonna announce it now though that our team did uh, sign Josh back for the summer. Is that allowed? That's wow. allowed. Uh, yeah. Am I allowed to announce that? <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to know. I can't. I can't believe you're giving. We just gave you the platform, and you're giving Josh back. back. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's gonna time. be so happy. Oh my god. Well, I told. I told him this summer. I said, "Hey, you wanna? We're gonna need some guy. We're losing a bunch of guys, so we gotta load up." Yeah, I know. If anybody's gonna trade over from uh, the Babson team, I think that people will understand. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I, lo- I love that you just announced that. That's so funny. I can, <laughs> I can, I can see him right now smiling ear to ear 
his cheeks are as rosy as ever. They're basically be beat red. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think a good, he's a good dude. He actually, he used to, at the end of summer, he would meet me at the street hockey court in Situate. And uh, we'd just, we'd feed each other one tees for a couple hours. He's a good, uh, he's a good kid. Oh, is he a great kid? Great kid. Yeah, he is. He's the best kid going. We got to play some roller hockey this summer, Connor. Are you still not – you're not putting the blades on, though, right? That's your thing? Yeah, I know. Everybody used to hate that. But I used to always play in my sneakers. Yeah. We'd call – this is for anybody, Timmy, anybody. We, we used to call Connor to come play roller hockey. Like, we'd play on Sundays all the time. And, and Connor would be like, yo, whenever you guys are playing, let me know. And we'd call Connor, and he'd come, and he wouldn't have rollerblades. And he'd get out there in his shoes – and we were like, first of all, this kid's sick, but also, like, what is he doing with those rollerblades <laughs> on? And it actually, I feel like, was kind of an advantage for you because you can stop and start so quick. Yeah, I'm not doing the – guys, guys uh, I'd have to back check harder, but once I stole yeah. it, they would have to go all the way around the net, and I'd, I'd just have to turn on the jets a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. What, why was that? Was that because you didn't want to get hurt? or you didn't Yeah, I never, I never wanted to get hurt in the summer, like pull a groin or anything. So rollerblades are – I mean, you step on someone's stick, you have no control. So, dude, I've taken some crazy diggers into the boards and stuff. I, I don't blame. Yeah, that. didn't you separate your shoulder in the tournament or something? I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, it's still, I can pop it in and out still. I <laughs> first shift. And this is the the tournament I organized. I'm so excited for. Yeah. And first shift out there, I like make the lightest little contact with somebody, and my shoulder just goes pop straight down. I was like, oh my god, because I never experienced that before. So I was falling off my arm as I was uh, forechecking into the corner, popped it back in, you know, like like a true hockey player. I finished the day, but I heard Jesus. that you finished the whole tournament. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "There's no way I'm not playing," but it was so painful. Yeah, I I remember I put a team in it, and uh, then something happened that day. I I can't remember; it was so long ago. But I wasn't even able to show. I remember I was like, yeah, that's right, that's right. I had to go like out of town for something. I can't remember what, but like my team showed up and like we we didn't do too well. But like Ben Murphy was on my team; he was the only guy that really actually could make it. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Benny. Uh, he had a good. We I actually played with Ben in Norfolk this year. We were talking about it, but Ben's a great kid. You get yeah. some good players. Like. Yeah, didn't you play with Alberga? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we talked about this, dude. He's actually killing it. He's like a point of game. Yeah, I know. Forties last night. Yeah, he because uh, he was with us, and when he got called up, I didn't have a roommate on the road, so they threw me in with him. And, he's uh, a character. Oh, he's a le- I can I can tell you now, but he uh, we, we we were on the road, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen his eating habits, but we kind of are the same. So every every road trip, we'd be getting like in it in it like twelve o'clock, and he'd be, we'd be ordering like milkshakes, tiramisu <laughs> to the room, and like we play the next day. He's a, oh. He is a legend, but yeah, I told him. Uh, that's what he said. You should have. You should have seen his bedroom he had last year on the beach in Virginia. We uh we had like four of these these wicked nice. You could basically call them mansions on the beach. Some of them were older, uh, but the one he was in was like beautiful. And he it was the only guy that had really been there all year last year, so he got first dibs. Dude, he had this palace of a room with like this uh, raised up bathtub with this huge shower and. He would just sit in there all day and play Fortnite. Yeah, he's and he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, that is yeah he uh, he told me that because he got called up at the start. He stayed up here, and uh, that's when I first got uh, sent down. And uh, he was telling me um, he was nervous. All the rookies were going to take his room. He was like, "I'm, I'm talking. All, I'm talking to all the young guys. Like, make sure you save that room for me." 
Dude, so I know him in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. He's a good guy too. Yeah, well, he throws the body around. He gets really greasy. He like he he's definitely like a a good second third line guy. Not that he doesn't have the skill, but he just like bangs bodies, grinds in the corner, does all the dirty work. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said down there he's kind of like a a role guy up here. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, you know, it's hard to go to a new team, anyways, but. I mean, he uh, he played well for us. I think he was on the fourth line, but he still he, he plays hard. But didn't yeah, he, who else it. did you have? The goalie. He was with us for a bit too. Yeah, Ty was up for a while. Ty, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was with us uh, at the end of the year, and he was up for a little bit this year because we had no goalies. We had yeah, dude. Mo- I, I saw like it's crazy. We were talking about um, I forget how, it's just in general, but it's goalie is so hard to make it, but also so easy, like. <laughs> All it takes is one or two injuries, and you're like shoot up the death chart. Yeah, I mean, how many you know how many guys go from you know the coast to the NHL as a player during a season? None, but you'll right. see like four or five goalies. You know, it's just yeah. and it happens. I mean, for us, it happened in I think it was like two days where we had three goalies on our roster, and then uh, the two goalies up there got hurt back to back nights. So then those two go up, and then we needed Ty to come up, and we have, you know, one goalie. And then, you know, they claim, like, a guy off waivers, and it was just crazy. It just it changes. I mean, I've always told guys because they always – sometimes they get sent down to the coast, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to go to Europe. And I always say, like, whatever the roster is now in 10 days, it, you'll will look completely different because you never yeah. know what's going to happen. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, and that's part of how you got your chance too. Like you, you know, one injury, you yeah. go up there and then you start killing it, and it's like, wow, okay, this kid can play here. And it's just you just get one bounce. That's all it takes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, when I when I was gonna get, you know, when everybody was coming back healthy the next day, it's like, oh, this guy's out for another eight weeks. You know, it's just, some, yeah. sure, it's like luck, you know, but you gotta, you know, if you're not playing well, they'll find someone else to be able to take that spot. So it's a it's a bit of both. Hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Do we? I mean, it's we're in an hour five here. I mean, that was an awesome. You guys, anything else, or we want to wrap this up? I don't have anything else unless you, uh, unless you have. And I know, Connor, topics. you got to go. You have a sorry to cut you off. Some you, I forgot you have a charity event too. Yeah, I guess like a, it's in about twenty five minutes. So yeah, that's fine. That's good with yeah, me. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up and we'll let you get. Uh, All right. Let you get ready for that. Perfect. All right. Cool. Thanks, Dan. All right. Cool. So, Thanks, yeah, hey, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, pre- really, really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, seriously, yeah, man, no yeah, worries. Awesome. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'll, uh, Absolutely. I'll meet you in the summer. And Maz, thank you. I'll text you. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, thanks boys. Coming. I'll see you. See you. All right, bye. Take it easy. Bye. bye. Thank Connor Garland for for joining us, taking the time out of his out of his busy schedule. I know he had a uh, he had a charity hockey game to get to after that interview, so thank him to. Uh, for squeezing us in there and, and obviously taking, taking the time, but also just kind of going above and beyond and, and answering a lot of questions and kind of just, you know, helping us out there. So that was, uh, that was really fun for us. Um, getting, getting an NHL player on and, and he kind of had a lot of things to say and hopefully, hopefully you guys agreed that it was, it was fun to listen to. Yeah. We were pretty pumped when we reached out to him. We were uh, pretty wary of his schedule and it was just really nice of him to take some time out to join us and, uh, we had a great time, so I know he had a good time too, which is good. And, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. Let us know what you guys think. We want some feedback, uh, what you guys want to hear. You know, depending on who we have on, obviously the conversations are going to go a little differently, but uh, we definitely want to tailor it to what people want to listen to. So any feedback would be great, and obviously when you get a chance, listen to it on 
you know, whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, if you could just, you know, subscribe and give us a good rating, uh, that would mean a lot to us and it would get us some good exposure. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Ditto. Ditto what he said, well said. And, and um, yeah, hope you guys, hope you guys like the episode. Obviously the interview takes up a, a big portion of it and uh, we kind of did that on purpose. We, uh, we were thinking about how long to make it and, we were just gonna kind of let it, kind of let it go as as organically as it did, and and I think it ended up being a good a good length and ended up being interesting the entire time. So yeah, it's perfect. So we'll just wrap it up. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll be we'll see you guys next week, I guess. All right, sounds good. Have a good week, everybody, and uh, enjoy. All right, cool. Peace. Peace.